Welcome to episode 123 of the Baseball 365 podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, and thank you for taking some time out of your week to spend with us today. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Baseball365Pod. You can follow myself at Justin Hughes365, and you can follow Andrew at AMCQ82. And if you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook group, Baseball365. Over there, we have 2,800 members talking about baseball every single day of the year. We're talking about fantasy baseball, things we're seeing, the whole spin rate gate. Even a, there are a couple posts that get on there about even the MLB The Show video game that I see that pop in there. All kinds of conversations, great place to go talk about baseball, especially if you're in a, the fantasy base, into fantasy baseball, which most of you listening to this are, I would imagine. And the best way you can support our show is to go to iTunes. If you took a few moments and left us a five-star rating and write and wrote a nice review for us, it's a good way to help us get our name out there, and we would be very appreciative. And as always, all of these plugs can be found in the show notes. On this episode, Andrew and I are joined by our good buddy Lucas Beery, and it's part two of a dynasty startup draft that we started. We are each we're doing making this a 15 team draft where we're each drafting five teams. So the three of us, like whoever picks one, is drafting and they're keeping it in mind, keeping their picks in mind as they're making future drafts. And this is part two where we're going to do the second round. If you by any chance haven't listened to part one where we did the first round, it just came out a couple days ago. I highly recommend you stop this podcast and go listen to that one first. And then you can always come back and listen to the second round afterwards. And here we go. We'll pick up where we left off. Here's the first pick in the second round. Okay, so we are back into the second round. And as I said at the beginning of last episode, Andrew, Lucas, and I are drafting five teams each where we are going to keep that in mind with who we took in the first round is going to help. It may factor into who we take in the second round here. So my last pick in the at 15 overall was Kyle Tucker, and I'm going to take the guy I actually traded him away for, and that's Rafael Devers, a really good third baseman. Young, both He and Tucker are both 24 years old. I think I've got myself two good young cornerstone bats, and I still feel like I can go anywhere whenever it gets back to me in the next round. So Devers is my pick here at number 16 overall. I keep asking Lucas first. Andrew, where do you got Devers? Uh, 15. Okay. Okay, so, so we're yeah, I'm on board. Right in the neighborhood, Lucas. What about you? Yeah, I have Devers in the same spot almost. I have him at 17. So okay, you guys like him a lot too, then, right there. I mean, he just feels like he's one of those wheel players. On and when you look at it, I mean, I it's hard for me to put him much lower or higher when I look at him. He kind of feels like yeah. he's right there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that puts, now we're going in reverse order. Andrew, you are up next, and your first-round pick was Cody Bellinger for this team. So who are you going to take next? I think I'm going to make Lucas mad on this one, but I'm going to take Jared Kelnick mm. at 17. Um, I have him at, I think it's 16. But, yeah, not not really uh, not really concerned with the struggle in, like, the 100 at-bats or whatever when he's – came up um still think he's five category contributor for a long time and um you know the one thing like 
I'll always kind of I always kind of lean on this, but um, when you're splitting hairs with a lot of these players, and that's what we're doing, um, I will always lean as young as I can because it just gives you more time, more rope, and you see these guys kind of grow into what they can become. Um, you know, when you're weighing a guy that's like 21 or 22 against a guy that's 27 or 28, that fall off can crash their value in a dynasty league real fast, a lot faster than people think. So um, when there's a lot of uncertainties as far as how these players are going to perform, the one certainty is knowing that that kind of uh, age that you have on the, but the player just kind of sets you up. So um, love Kellenic is a building block. I'll, uh, I'll take him at 17. I have him at 18, so I'm pretty much in the same neighborhood here. Lucas, where did you have Kelnick? Yes, I had Kelnick at 16. All right there, close together then. Yep, so none of us are concerned about the early struggles. It happens to many major leaguers. And I was listening to a podcast recently. I think it was Prospects Live. It was one of them where they're saying that the jump from AAA to the majors right now feels a lot bigger than it has in years past. I don't know if you guys have heard people saying that, but that was something I was hearing. And it kind of, I, I mean, I don't know. We're just going off of a sample of a few kids that have come up this year in the grand scheme of things, but it seems like more, I mean, most of them have struggled coming up this year. We haven't seen many come up and just take off. I mean, Wander Franco is having a heck of a first couple days here, but. We really haven't seen that much. I would have loved to get Kelnick on the Wander team, but oh, I don't man. think you I don't think you would have made it. <laughs> would have been a lot of fun, that's for sure. Okay, Lucas, you just took Jose Ramirez with your first round pick at thirteen overall with this team number five of yours. Who are you taking as your next player? I'll go ahead and I'll lock up even more power and speed. Uh take Trevor's story here. I know his days in Coors Field are numbered, but I really don't care. I think he'll be good no matter what, just because he is one of those guys that provides tons and tons of steals in addition to rock-solid power. He's trimmed his K rate down three years in a row now. He's like right around 22.5% when that was a huge worry with him. Yeah, the insane runs and RBI total might go diminish, but he could go somewhere like the New York Yankees, and it could just be fine. But I'm very comfortable with him here at 18 18 overall. Andrew, do you have where is he? Uh, I have story at 31. Okay. And I don't when I got to kind of like right around 30, my rankings aren't exact, so that might not be right on the money or for where I wanted him. Um but I will say that starting your team with uh, Jose Ramirez and Trevor Story isn't too bad. I mean, that's a pretty damn good start for like a win now team. Yep. I just I just have concerns with, uh, or a few concerns with Story kind of hitting like the late twenties. Not to mention the the um, potential of leaving cores. I just I just don't like that. You know, it's just kind of my thing. We've kind of discussed it with Arenado. He's still having a good year, but he's not having the type of year that he had in cores, obviously would have in cores typically, obviously. And story, it's like, I just want to get out in front of that before, um, like as opposed to ignoring it. And then it just kind of hits me in the face. So I, I'm going to be probably more passive on story in a dynasty startup. But like I said, I mean, J Ram and story, it's hard to argue with. No, it's, that is definitely a, 
really nice team for this year, and it, who knows with next year. I wrote 40 names down, and as I'm looking at the bottom of this list, I'm realizing Story's not, not even on it. I don't, I don't, like, I probably would work him into this list as I'm looking, and I'm looking at these names a second time. He's going to move on to this list and probably get up in the 30 to 35 range. He should be a few above some of these names I have. I don't know if I just missed him. But, yeah, the leaving cords factor definitely had me not jumping him up too high. But if he does re-sign there, and, I mean, Colorado, I fully believe they're going to try to re-sign him. And he might just have so much money sitting there that he can't say no to because he's not getting that contract anywhere else. He might do the same thing Arenado does, where he re-signs the long deal and then asks to get traded two years later. I could easily see that same scenario happening. And if so, you're getting a heck of a value here. If you get if you get Ramirez and then you get Story locked down with a long extension, that's just an insane start right there for picking up the back yeah. of the draft. Yeah, that is good. So I guess I'm talking myself into it, moving him up as I'm picking here. I do think I do think Andrew raises some great points. I mean, like he said, what the guy has done in the past does not justify where you should pick him in this startup dynasty and there is some downside risk to him, but I mean, looking at a guy who's repeatedly done 35, you know, 25 plus, his pace hasn't really even fallen off since he started doing those types of numbers no. back in 2018. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good with it if you're going for that championship with Jose Ramirez and Story combined. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. That puts me up at number 19 here. And my first pick was Ozzy Albies, 24 year old second baseman. And I'm going to take another 24 year old here and a guy who's been on the shelf all season. And that would be Eloy Jimenez. No, no. (laughs) Oh, did somebody get sniped there? Oh yeah. Oh, that hurts. Yes. If he can just keep from trying to jump over the walls and catching balls 30 feet over the fence, I think he's going to be just fine long-term. Huge power bat. I I really like the idea of pairing him with Ozzy Albies here to start with. I just think that's a pretty good pairing of two guys that are going to be really steady and good for a long time here. So Eloy is my pick. And I guess he was the next he was the next on my board too, so that was tremendous, I think. I have him at thirteen, yeah. so I think I probably have him highest of all of the guy, all of you guys here. But um, again, this is, as I said before, this is, I think this is a big old blob. And honestly, I feel like this is right about the nearing the end of another tier for me. Where do you, are you guys thinking that? Or are there quite a few more names that you think are interchangeable here? Um, I think there are a lot of names that are close, but I really wanted to pair Wander and Eloy. Oh man, that hurts. That would have been nice. Well, that means... I, uh, I- I agree that there is a bit of a drop off. I mean, the stats for some of these guys I'm looking at should be fairly similar, but you're just going to have to add more years on your player, which stings in this mm-hmm. round of the draft. Yes. So Andrew, you get the opportunity to pair wander with somebody different who are you pairing him with. All right. I'm going to actually uh, deviate from my board a little bit just because the other players just don't make sense to pair with Wander. So I'm going to take Julio Rodriguez Ooh. At, number, at number 20. What a pairing um, with Wander here. Yeah, I had him. I actually had about four or five guys ahead of him here. But 
if you saw my list, you would understand it. They, it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to pair Wander with them. So I'll take Julio, and um, yeah, it's a fun start. <laughs> this is this is why we're doing this this way, though, and I think it makes it a little more authentic of a draft in terms of you in a typical draft you would have taken just some, yeah. You might have if taken I was just different. taking best, if I was just taking best player available on my board, I wouldn't have taken him. Yep, there. Um, but I, but he's not far off either. No, so he, I just think it makes the most sense. He's twenty five on my list, so he's not far off for me. I mean, that's I guess what we're talking five or six slots. So I'm not much different than you, Lucas. Where was Julio on your board? Yeah, I had Julio on my board at nineteen overall. Okay, so you were right there too. Okay, so yeah, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, I feel I feel better about it now. <laughs> yep, we were we were on board with that. I mean, we're not far. But no, off. I like the I like the pairing. No, I think that's a fantastic pairing. Pairing. If you're going to take Wanda Franco, I mean, you're, I mean, you could draft to win now, but honestly, you're better off. I think trying trying to draft a stacked young roster. I think that's the type of move you make when you're taking a Wanda Franco. You just you just go all in with that process, and you could have a monster team in a few years. Yeah. So, uh, Julio Rodriguez having a uh, you know he started started a little soft in high A, and I think he's exploded ever in the last month or so. And yeah, I just feel like we're probably going to see him in Double A by the end of the year, and I'd assume we'll see him in the majors sometime next year. And he's going to be exciting. I. I'm bummed because I, I'm ready for him to get to double A because I want to go see it. They, the, the Mariners double A team, I think, comes to Springfield quite a bit, or at least I, if they're still double A Arkansas, which I think they are, then they'll come to Springfield, and I'm hoping to catch him at some point. Okay, uh, rambling and moving on now. Next up would be that would be you, Lucas. Lucas, yeah. And your twenty one. Your first round pick was Mookie Betts. Who are you taking here? Yeah, so similar to how on my previous team I had Jose Ramirez added another guy who was a little bit later on in his career in Trevor Story. Uh this team uh has Mookie Betts, so to add to him, uh, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet on this one. I feel a little bit nervous, but if he can remain healthy, the skills are intact. Christian Yelich here. Okay. Christian Yelich. That is not the name I expected you to say as you were going through that spiel. Yeah, me either. I, I honestly, I, and I don't want to say him yet because we'll just say when we get to him, but Yelich, interesting. So, uh, you know, I, I was, whenever I was um, – thinking about trading for an outfielder and I end up going after Kyle Tucker in my head. I was sitting there at the time thinking, trying to think of who I'd rather have between Tucker or Yelich. Cause I think I could have pulled the same deal off with the Yelich owners. I actually I had talked to them a little bit about it and I was like, I just want to see how Yelich is playing with the back coming back from an injury. And mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling confident enough in his health to pursue that trade. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the guy was just an MVP candidate just two years ago. Did he win MVP that year, or did he fall short when he tore his knee up in September? Do you guys remember if he won it that year? I believe, I believe he won it, yeah. Yeah, so just an MVP two years ago. It's not been a good two-year run for him since, but, I mean, he was an MVP caliber player for two years when he joined Milwaukee. Andrew, where do you have Yelich? Uh, I actually had him at 21. So right in this spot. Okay. So you were right. I had him at 21 as well. 
man, I am definitely the low guy. I had him at 37. I, I so the question is, why do I hate Christian Yelich? <laughs> I guess this this pick was not for the faint of heart. I, like I said, I don't feel the greatest about it. But if you did start with Mookie Betts, going I think it. you owe it to yourself to go for it. Yeah. Yep. And my next pick, I'm going to take the guy who I thought you were going to take. I think, I think I'm going. I th- let me look at this here. Yeah, I'm doing this is it. Your, this is your uh, Bryce Harper. Yes, team. this is my Bryce Harper pick, and I am pairing him with Jacob Degrom. I am going to go for it, and I'm going to take the best pitcher on the planet. Wow. Screw all these substances and everything else. Jacob Degrom doesn't need any of them. He's just going to throw it 102 miles an hour right past, or 100 miles an hour right past you 100 times in a game. So I'm taking Degrom, and I'm going to chase the championship right away with Harper and Degrom. It's a good pairing. Yeah, it is. Where'd you, where? How far down was Degrom on your guys' list? Because obviously he's a 32 year old pitcher. I, I'll take a. If we did like seven of these podcasts, I'd probably take my first pitcher on like the seventh podcast. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, I had him at I had him at uh, 32. 32, Lucas. I had him at 25. Um, obviously, you you took him here with Bryce Harper. That's a, a re, it's a very good pairing there. Just since you are going for it, he he does provide your team a lot of championship equity uh, on the right build, but um, you know, just certain teams only. Yes, yes. I honestly thought that's who you were saying with Mookie. I was like, man, I could see Mookie and and Degrom and just go for it. Yeah, maybe maybe you're better off waiting till you get one of the superstar bats. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to take the shot here. Yeah, it's it's obviously, you know, if you're going for the win. Get the best I pitcher mean, on the he's, planet. I mean, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, so. and with this whole substance debate with Cole and – I mean, there was a conversation for Cole and um, some of Bauer and some of these other guys. Were, I think they were in the neighborhood with DeGrom at the beginning of the season, and I feel like the gap's – big now big, I've um, I've mentioned to Lucas a couple times I know recently but um, I am a little concerned though about these nicks and yes. dings that he's been having that's fair because mm-hmm. I've got him on a couple teams and I tell you like obviously you really need Jacob deGrom you know it's like best pitcher on the planet he's great and any team you have him on you've invested a lot in him but man when when these small injuries eventually or you know possibly turn into a bigger injury, it's just going to be devastating because of not only how much you paid for him, how much you need him, but also just in terms of his overall value. I feel like, you know, one big injury and then you're looking at a 33-year-old pitcher that's hurt. Yep. And who wants that, you know? When it goes, it'll go fast. Yeah, it's going to go. But at the same time, I mean (laughs) – it's still Jacob DeGrom, so it's tricky. It's it's really tricky, I feel like. It's one of those guys that's hard to rank. You could probably say that about a lot of guys, but hey, Andrew, yeah, I, he's definitely got, one of them. I've got this guy named Garrett Cole, and he's been healthy. I would trade him <laughs> to you right now for Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Where are we at in this draft now? I just took DeGrom, right. so that gets... 23. Andrew, you're at 23. You just took Shohei Otani. Who so yep. you've got a hitter and a pitcher already after one pick. <laughs> Who's your next pick? Yeah, I feel like I could go a lot of ways here. Sure um, can. Really anybody. So I'm just gonna take the top guy on my board and that would be Corey Seeger. 
at 23. Corey Seager. Um, yep, top third of the uh, Dodgers lineup. I mean, I just think he's a really good hitter. Been crushing everything since the start of last year, especially. And, um, yeah, I just believe in the bat and think he's really good. So I like pairing him with Otani. I, I feel like with Otani you could pair him with anybody. I, I mean, I would yep. take a prospect here. I would take a, you know, whoever I felt like was the top top guy, and I think Seager's the top guy. So I'm taking Seager. Solid, solid player. Um, he's on the last year of his rookie deal. And I've heard some people say that they think that the Dodgers might actually let him walk. That, man, that would be crazy to see him on another team. Are you, are, would, any concerns with that? Uh, no, I, I haven't thought about it much, to be honest. But I guess maybe slight concern. Anytime you, if you're leaving the Dodgers, it's yeah. There's no probably word. not probably not a better situation. You know, no, it doesn't get any better than that. But I mean, he's been an he was an MVP caliber player last year, been solid this year, not quite as good in the early going, but it's only he's only played 37 games, and he's a good hitter. So, Lucas, where did you have Seager? Yeah, I had Seager right in line. I had him at 25. Okay, so you were right there. I guess I was a little lower. I had him at 38 on my list, but, I mean, I don't really have any cold water to throw on him. I mean, the, I did give some thought to him possibly leaving but also just the the lack of the speed out of him but I mean I say that there's other guys I've got on here I guess I guess I hate Corey Seager <laughs> not I don't really he's he's perfectly fine here uh, okay so that moves to your team Lucas your third team as you took Trey Turner in the first round at seven overall so who are you going to follow it with yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll follow up uh, the win now uh, Trey Turner team with Garrett Cole. I had Garrett Cole and Jacob DeGrom back to back here on my ranks. Um, I had Cole at 23, and you know you're getting one of the best, one of the best two pitchers in the game. So I'll I'll go ahead and I'll lock that up with Trey Turner. All right, that is a heck of a starting combo there with the power, speed, and Trey, and then getting the arm. Honestly, I think that may be the type of guy you pair best with a pitcher just because you're getting both you know power and speed which is hard to find and then you get the ace with Garrett Cole Andrew you already said you had DeGrom at 32 do you have like how far down did you go on this list that you made so far I don't remember I have I have a lot of names on here but I just was kind of playing with it today Mm -hmm. um I've got Cole at 22 so you have so, Cole over to Grom right now. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear that. Like in a in a in a startup. Startup. Yeah. yeah. I'm sending you an offer tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna make you reject <laughs> it. I'm telling everybody right now. I'm sending you I'll an probably I'll probably reject it. <laughs> You're still gonna have to because I'm sending it to you. There's really not that big of a gap. It's just it's just a thirty three year old starting pitcher in a startup dynasty. That's really all it is. I think I'm more concerned than you both with this um, lack of like his spin rate being down. I just wonder if the walks are going to be a little higher. I think they have been higher the last couple, the last few weeks. Him and Bauer both. I'm like, man, I just don't know if they're going to be. I mean, they're both going to get the strikeouts. We're still seeing plenty of strikeouts. I just don't know if we're going to see quite the level of dominance that we've seen out of him. 
Which, yeah, it's always possible with a pitcher. I mean, anything can happen. But, I mean, Trey and Cole, that's that's a pretty good start. Yeah, it is. And I have Cole at 32 still. I didn't say that part. So, okay. All right, so that moves me to my next pick, right? Am I up next? I'm, I keep trying to get to my tab with the picks. Yeah, yeah you're you're up at 25. The with Bo Bichette. There we go. I think that's going to make my next pick. I'm going to have fun with this one. I'm going to play for the go with the young young approach and I'm going to take a guy I have at 21. I actually have him as the as a higher I have him ranked higher for me on amongst prospects than Julio Rodriguez and that's CJ Abrams. I'm going to take him at 21. I love this kid. I just think he's uh insane speed. I think he's going to be up next year and I think he's going to be a superstar really quick. I'm going to take CJ Abrams and get the who I think's Probably my favorite prospect in the minors right now. Not saying I have him. Well, I guess he's my highest ranked prospect that hasn't played in the majors yet. So Abrams at 21. All right. Am I being crazy here? Lucas, where do you got Abrams? I don't think that's a crazy choice at all. I actually, uh, I had him at 36 just because there's a handful of aces that are, that are pitching like aces now and they're still clean, cleanly in their mid twenties that I just would personally prioritize over Abrams, but there's nothing wrong with this pick. And you could have one of the most unique players in the game if he can tap into some power because we, we think that the steals will be there. Yep. He may be – I mean, he's not going to be a shortstop when he gets to the majors. I'm, I've taken two shortstops, but unless Fernando Tatis, they trade him for James Shields this offseason, then I think C.J. Abrams is going to be playing a different position. So I'm not giving <laughs> any accountability into that at all. Andrew, where do you got Abrams? I had him at 24, and I think you can make the argument for him as high as, like, the wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I I mean, I agree with everything you said. Honestly. I, I, I had Julio and him back-to-back, and to be honest, like, when I took Julio, I could have just as easily taken Abrams or any really any of these guys, but I just wanted to kind of go with the young, you know, they're with wander so julio or abrams either one would have been fine all right andrew you've taken mike trout with a fifth overall pick with team number two who are you going to take here um i'm gonna take this one's close between a couple guys i'm gonna go with uh xander bogarts good pick and yeah i just think he's Rock solid, safe. I mean, with him and um, Trout, I mean that's that's a pretty good start on the offensive side. I think so. Really, yeah. I'll take uh, take Bogarts. Really good start. I got him a nineteen overall. He just hasn't fit the roster for me for my picks here. But I think he's a. I mean, obviously, really good player. Lucas, where'd you have Xander? Yeah, actually. It's it's weird because whenever before we started tonight, I had him at 18 overall, but then I chose a few players over him, so I kind of challenged my rank, so I dropped him to 26. But you know, kind of splitting hairs, just since all these guys are great. I mean, Bogarts is so rock solid, so reliable, and whenever you have him, it's just like the best feeling ever because he just always produces and even provides some steals, so it's it's great. Yeah, Good. yeah, he's been he's been insane. Uh, yeah, like better. I mean. I feel like he's kind of underrated almost. I agree. It's just like he's like slides under the radar and 
yeah, nobody really notices what he's doing, but he's really good. I agree. Okay, Lucas, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was your first pick to Andrew's chagrin. Who are you going to take here as the next pit player for this team? Yeah, so now that a lot of these players have gone off the board, I'm going to be honest. Um, it's been it's it's a little bit of a talent drain uh, to be expected, though. But in this scenario, I will go ahead and I'll take Luis Robert. Uh, it's a little bit of a risky choice, but I think that there is quite a bit of upside behind it as well to pair up with Vlad Jr. That's a beautiful power speed combo to go with Vlad's, you know, hit power. Good offense right there. Uh, Andrew, where'd you have Luis Robert at? 26. I had him at 30. Like, so we're we're all yeah, pretty close I like it. it. Yep. I think it's a solid pick, you know. Think I might have think I might have paired him with Tatis if you got there. Oh <laughs> man, that would have been sexy. Yeah. Okay. That puts me up at twenty eight as we're getting close to the end of this round. Moving through this one a little quicker here. And my first pick was Juan Soto. And hmm, what am I gonna do here with Soto? I think I'm going to play the long game here, and I'm going to go with another kid. I'm definitely playing the build team build thing, and I'm going to go with Bobby Witt Jr. at 28, 28, 28 here. Bobby Witt. Yep, I'm doing it. So, silence here. I hope that means <laughs> – hopefully that doesn't – I'm about to ask the question. Lucas, was he wow. on your ranks? Oh my God! Absolutely. I mean, this is a, a stud that's to some maybe even knocking on the door of the big leagues. I, I love Bobby Witt Jr. Had him at thirty-eight. Yep. And whenever you get Soto, it's not like you're wasting away steals from an Acuna or Tati. So exactly. I think you could take you could take a you could tank a year one with Soto and and Witt um, is the next prospect on my board. So that was a perfect uh, choice in my opinion, based on my imperfect ranks. The silence there made me nervous. You saying that made me feel better. Andrew, are you going to make me nervous again? Where'd you have wit? Um, I had him right around like forty. Okay, so no. I mean, I like I like him too. It's just I I don't think he's the best player on the board. No, and there are a lot of really good major league players that are in their late twenties. I think in on this board right here, and I, I it's more because I took Soto. I think I'm just playing the long game here. I. I think I'm going to be more likely to do that if I take a guy like that. But, I mean, you could easily draft a bunch of – I mean, you could go either direction here. And that gets to your next pick here. You took Fernando Tatis Jr. Who are you going to pair him with? I'll take Alex Bregman, 29. There you go. Pretty easy. Yep. Not much to say. I mean, he's just rock solid. And Tatis, I feel like you can do whatever. You can – play long game play to win now i'll just take bregman i have him way higher than this so i think 20 i think i had him at 20 i have him at 23 so i'm not too far i'm pretty close to you too and he's having a quietly having a good year or actually let's see i'm trying to pull it up right now well actually it's not as great as i thought seven home runs in 60 games i thought it was more than that but still not striking out much walking plenty 275 lucas where do you got him 
Yeah, I, I absolutely love uh, Bregman's skills. The fact he's able to combine really good power with very, very low strikeout rates, and he's able to walk at a very high clip with great contact. Um, I will be honest, because he's having some injuries at the moment. I only had him around like 35. But if this was in the winter and he came back and he was fully healthy, he would be much higher than that, probably closer to the low 20s, to be honest. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that that does make sense. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like Bregman has a really really high ceiling anymore, but I just feel like he's just rock solid. So I Absolutely. think in this spot, it's just good uh, good way to build your team around guys like that. Okay, Lucas, you've got the final pick here in the first round. Who are you going to take here? You mean round two? Yes, I'm sorry. Final pick second in the round. second round, and you took Ronald Acuna with your first pick. So you've got a lot of avenues you can go here. Who do you got? Man, this is a tough range here. Um, if I was going to stay true to my board, I have a guy that's the highest available. Um, but ultimately, that would not be the style I would wish to choose, so I might need to reevaluate the ranks, but um, I'll go ahead and I'll take Manny Machado. He's a little bit older uh, than you probably want to have in your startup dynasty, uh, but the fact that he's going to be on an elite offense with the San Diego Padres, he's chipping in quite a handful of steals, and that's a team philosophy thing. Yes. So I do think you're going to have to. I think you're going to see that for at least another year or two, if not maybe more. He's he's a very athletic guy. He's a great defender. So you you think that he'll hopefully stave off injuries, being a, a great athlete and being an Iron Man. Um, I was I was off him in redrafts. I'll be honest, just because his batting average has fluctuated. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he is, um, I I sort of consider him an up the middle player, even though he's third base. But you know, great offense, providing some chip in steals and been pretty consistent on the power so i'll take machado here i have machado and bregman back to back on my ranks i have machado one slot okay. ahead of them i just think they're pretty close like they're they're value wise to me pretty much the exact same i think they're pretty back to back here andrew where do you have machado you said alex bregman pretty uh, clearly for your 20, last pick 29 yeah I have machado at 29 okay so i yeah i yeah it's fine i mean solid pick they're Really, I mean, once you get past kind of the elite, uber young guys, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these guys are kind of similar, and you're just kind of weeding like through which ones you like a little bit better than others. So I, I tend to, you know, if it's like even a year or two in age, I'll just take that because it's you're splitting hairs so much with the production, I feel like. But yeah, I mean, Machado is obviously who he is. He's really good. I mean, it's with Acuna, you can go a million ways. So. All right, well, we just finished up two rounds, and I want you guys to both pull up this board and look at it. And when we finish rounds three and four, we'll pro we'll post this to the Baseball 365 group. Maybe we'll do it after two rounds also. That's up to you, Andrew. But um, I wanted to ask each of you guys who your favorite team that you drafted was. Like, if you were to look at your five teams and, like, I could have any of these combos, which would be your one that you'd most want to start with? Lucas, what a, you start. Um, I'd say the one that I feel the best about is Team 1 here with Acuna and Machado. And it's simply because even, even when Machado starts to age out, 
Acuna is barely scratching the surface of Machado's age. So you're going to get maybe another little window there if you can if you can make great fringe moves. Um, so hopefully compete for a championship for a handful of years. And, and when a Machado hits 31, 32, something like that, uh, who knows? Maybe you can try to find your next wave of, of guys to pair up with Acuna as he enters his mid and late 20s. Okay. Andrew, what would you say your favorite one is? Oh, man. Uh, I think... God, I think Wander and Julio. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just... I don't know. I love it. But um, it's hard to argue with uh, Trout and Bogards, even even Tatis and Bregman. So I like all, I like all those. Yeah, I you know, you just said Wander and Julio, and I think that's a team construction. That's the way you like building teams. And I think I like Bo and C.J. Abrams as my favorite the, the, in the sixth slot. I just – I like the youth, and I like building teams that way. And I think I, I'm i just – that that's the one that excites me the most as I look. I like Soto. I, I love, I, love the, I really – I like the Albies-Eloy team. Yeah, that's a fun that's one too. A, that's beautiful. Those are two good young cornerstones that should be good for a while. Um, so we let's see. I'm, let me look here, Lucas. You took a win now team with your seven slot and ten slot. Actually, seven, ten, and thirteen are all pretty like veteran teams here. And Andrew, you've got the win now team in the five slot with Trout. And I think that's your only one that you've got like the definite I'm going for it right now team. So, I mean, we've got, we're going to be making more picks, so we can't really talk about that too much yet. And then I guess I, as I'm looking, I took Harper to Grom. That's my win now team as I'm looking. So what do we got about what I just list five teams that seem like they're built to try to contend right at the moment. Would you guys agree with that? Like they're they're I yeah. I should say they're the okay we we're we're the teams that are likely going to be pushing in a typical draft. Agreed? Definitely any definitely any team with Cole or Degrom you're pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know really any I feel like any of the first round picks other than um, actually as I look down this list. Maybe other than Wander, I mean, just going off of the first round, you can probably push with any of those guys, depending on what you do with the second pick. Obviously, the second pick changes it, but I think me taking Bobby Witt with Soto, I think that team's probably yeah like they're not. I mean, when you take Bobby Witt in the second round, you're you're not going to be contending that year. Right. So I think that one also goes on the list. Bo Bichette and C.J. Abrams is not going to contend in year one if we were drafting and actually playing out this year. But I think that one could even possibly be aggressive. I mean, the Padres proved uh, two years ago with Tatis that they will be aggressive as they're trying to win right now. I could see C.J. Abrams being up early next year if he continues excelling. So, yeah. And same for Bellinger and Kelnick. Kelnick should be up here again in the next month or two, and he could easily be ready to explode next year. So that could be a team that could contend. Okay, um, my next question for you guys. 
what number we can't talk about players that are like the highest ranked undrafted player because we're still going to next week do another draft with 31 through 60 but where is your highest ranked what number is your highest ranked undrafted player so far i'll start like my top 25 we're all taking 26 is my first guy on my board that's still there andrew 25 is my top guy okay and lucas uh, 27 is my top guy. So pretty close to the same range for each of us there. Okay. Yeah. So that means we're all pretty close. And I guess my lowest ranked guy that's been taken is 38 with Corey Seager. I think you guys... See, I didn't I didn't dive too deep into the 31 through 60 yet. I mostly kind of had my 30 that I felt good about because I knew we were doing our 30. And mm-hmm. then I'll I'll get to my... I'll be tinkering around with the rest of it now, you know. That's a good point because I honestly, as I say, Seager's at 38. I I know I'm going to tinker with this as I'm looking down here. Yeah, I just didn't care about ranking. I just didn't care about ranking like guys in the 40s because I knew I wasn't going to draft him tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, uh, any final thoughts about these first two rounds before we close up and get out of here? I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. Man, my teams are way older than I would like, and it's because you guys <laughs> took away all the young talent. If like you... I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here. I got you know Mookie Betts kind of fell to me. It's fine. I mean, yeah, Vlad and Robert. I mean, that's. I, I wouldn't complain know. about any of these teams, just because. I mean, obviously, I, I picked them. I love them, but it's just like you know, too many teams with with all 29 and 28s. So I'd rather go a little bit younger. But hey, you guys yeah. did a great job taking away the guys I wanted. If you do a dynasty startup draft with 13 14 other people you're not going to yep. see the extremes like if you're in a five if you're in a three team five five per team draft with andrew and i as the other two because i think we both do go lean pretty hard on the the youth for the most part so and i was in a i was in a, a mo- i'm actually still in a mock draft now and let me tell you the pitchers just go there it's like it doesn't matter if they're really like 30 plus years old the pitchers just fly yep. and us three we don't necessarily have that style we're more just going to load up on the young bats and kind of go from there no I'm... yeah i do think i do think there's a point where you have to start paying attention to pitching but yep yeah like when you can just build that base and um the base of hitters i mean i feel like i've done well with like just drafting young hitters and then as they kind of mature and grow into what you hope they become you get pitching yep you know you trade you trade your excess for pitching or and you also too like kind of obviously we're not going to get to this part of the drafts we're only drafted four rounds but you know there will come a point in like the mid rounds of the draft where you can get undervalued pitchers because they're hurt or they're mm-hmm. uh, just for whatever reason and then all of a sudden they're not hurt anymore and they jump, you know, a bunch of value. You know, they're just you're just getting value out of those picks. I mean, I remember doing a startup um, in the RM3 startup in 2019. I got Sandy Alcantara in like the mid 20s uh, rounds. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, a you know, arguably a top 100 guy. I mean, it's just Mitch Keller is the arm that was actually going through my head as you were talking. I'm like, you can get Mitch Keller at a discount. And right now he's not worth anything, especially to a contending team. He's a pain to own. But if you're not contending, you can just sit him, let him sit there in your major league team or a pitcher like that. And maybe they figure it out and turn into something. 
Yeah, Taiwan Walker in that draft, mm-hmm. too, and he's having a great year. I mean, there's just – you can find pitchers on the cheap. I mean, and if, and if you don't and it doesn't work out, I mean, you can oh, wow. trade your excess hitters for pitchers that you need. I feel like it just kind of the way I like to do it. So I'm always going to be a little bit more passive on the pitchers, even even if that means I miss on some of these guys and just rather not – you know, leave myself susceptible to like a full value tanks, you know? Yeah. There's a, for, for whatever, for a, there's just always much more zombie pitchers just popping up rather than, you know, random hitters that come out of nowhere. Like this year we're seeing Wade Miley and Kyle Gibson and Ross Stripling come to light. And you could either get those guys on the waiver wire or you could get them on a good deal on the trade. Cause the other guy just, wants to get something and doesn't believe in it. So I, I like that philosophy a lot. Yep. Yep. Now yeah, it's th- just something to consider. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Lucas. Well, thank you for being here for the first two parts of this. I thought I'd give you an opportunity before we get out of here to plug your stuff. Where do you write your podcast? Where all can we find you? Yeah. So I, uh, I post any article or podcast, uh, that I do, uh, I host a Lucas baseball podcast. We're doing waiver wire shows primarily this year. Uh, my co-host Lou Landers and I post all those shows to my Twitter at Lucas 33. I also post some articles from time to time, uh, over at fantasy sports DGENs. Uh, I've got two over there right now that I, I wrote up this year. I've got a stock up and a stock down for hitters, just certain guys I'm seeing a little bit differently. And, uh, yeah, feel free to check it out if you wish. And that's at LucasBeery33 on Twitter. And I'm going to spell this for you because anytime anybody ever says a name like that, I'm like, what? How do I find that? Because what is Beery? Lucas, B-I-E-R-Y, 33 on Twitter. Yes. Lucas is at 934 followers. Let's get him to 1,000. If you're not following him yet, go follow Lucas Beery. Let's get him to 1,000. I'm going to tweet. I'm going to tweet and plug you and see, not that I have this insane amount of followers, but I'm going to try getting you a whole like three foot more followers from my group. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do today. That's going to be my goal. Let's get you to a thousand before we record again next week. All right, let's see. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Andrew, anything going on this weekend? I, I guess I should ask you got to go see a Cubs game this last week, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I went on uh, Father's Day. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. No. Did, you went with your dad, right? Yeah, my mom went too. Mom and dad. Okay, that's awesome. Did the Cubs win that day? I don't remember. Yeah, two to two to nothing. Oh, you got to see a good pitchers duel. That's fun. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, the pitchers got lucky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it wasn't really like a pitchers duel, yeah. whatever. But yeah, it was. It was good time. Real good time. Always fun going to Wrigley. Yes, yes, it is. And that means- I actually spent a lot of my I spent a lot of my day today just tinkering with ranks. It was raining all day, and I had a uh, I had a flat tire last night in my car, so I had to change my tire this morning. And I was like, I don't want to drive around everywhere on the donut today, so I was off. And I was like, God, I'm just going to tinker with my ranks. So I pretty much just prepared for the podcast and didn't do much today. There you go. Well, I guess it would be. A few days ago because this is going out in a few days that's okay so. they, that's okay they'll have it figured out yeah i'll be mentioning that at the top of the pod that this is part two and it, yeah. so anyways and we'll be back in just a few days again we're going to do parts 
three and four as we will finish up the top 60 at least. And then we'll see where we go from there. If we decide to call it at that point or if we keep going, we'll, we'll figure it out. But as I've, I've got to get started as I'm doing this, I've got some dynasty ranks that I'm hoping to put out right over the all-star break where I'm going to make at least a hundred and I might go 150 or 200 on the top uh, on dynasty just to, cause I did the hundred last year and I kind of feel like I want to try going a little deeper this time, go around. So that's to come. And fellas, I guess we'll see each other or we'll talk again here in a few days. And until then, take care, everybody. Yeah, take care, guys.